Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And a good morning and welcome to Florida Gardening. I'm your host, Mark Govan, here for the next two hours answering your questions. Hey, uh, a little bit of rain outside today, but that's okay. We don't mind a little bit of rain. A lot of rain we don't we don't want, but a little bit of rain is uh, just fine with me. Of course, uh, what we are seeing a lot is uh, some of these uh, rainstorms that we have are actually driving some of these uh, pest ants. Oh my gosh, this past week, pest ants uh, getting into people's homes uh, because you know the mulch gets uh, uh, too saturated, and all of a sudden the ants start to build up and. Uh, work their way into the house same as they do with the uh a lot of times people will see millipedes crawling up the sides of their homes uh, because they're being flushed out of the mulch or even carpenter ants Uh, that's another big problem people are having this time of year and uh, just little things that you know kind of put pressure on the pests to move out of their safety zone uh, which is it usually inside the mulch around the house so uh, those things do happen and when it does well you just have to take control of the situation and try to eliminate them from getting inside the home now uh, what some people may do is They may put a granule insecticide around the outside of the house, but if the mulch is very, very wet, you may have to actually make a treatment to the foundation of the home with products like Bifenthrin uh, 7, or uh, I'm sure there's uh, two or three other products that uh, you as a homeowner may uh, purchase uh, that would uh, work just as well. Uh, Just a band around the bottom of the home on the outside uh, to stop these ants from working underneath the siding or to uh, gain access because you might have a small... uh, a pinhole or a crack, or maybe there's an air conditioning uh, duct that's uh, following its way that can that can uh, lead access to uh, some of these ants or other pests uh, inside the home. Always a good idea to walk around the home and just check those areas yourself. You know, if you head out at nighttime or as dusk is falling, get yourself a nice high-powered flashlight. Uh, a lot of our pests come out at night to forage. And if you just walk around the foundation of your home using your flashlight, sometimes you'll, you'll, you'll be able to see these trails, uh, especially carpenter ants. Carpenter ants are, uh, will come out uh, just right at dusk. And you'll be able to find out where these main nests are if they're outside the home. Sometimes they're inside the home, and that's another problem. But uh, some of these things uh, will be actually nesting out uh, somewhere. It could be a, a log, could be a, a container or a pot that you might have growing outside uh, where some of these ants will uh, make their uh, home and then, of course, use that as a, a launching pad for some of these trails of other insects uh, that could give you problems inside your house. So uh, that might be a way uh, if you go out late at night with a flashlight to find out where these pests, uh, these things are getting inside the home. We're going to talk a lot about uh, uh, some uh, different types of uh, vegetables we should be planting this time of year. And of course, uh, some problems that uh, people have been calling about with their lawns too. But I want to give you out the numbers this morning. Uh, If you've got a question, hey, that's what we're here for to answer your questions. Hillsborough County, uh, dial up uh, at 813 990 
9352-9352. If you're over in Pinellas County, 461-9352. That's 727-461-9352. Now, uh, toll-free line, if you're listening via the uh, iHeartMedia app or maybe online, uh, call us up toll-free, uh, 1-800-969-9352. I would love uh, to hear from you if you've got a question for me this morning. Uh, let's go right to Riverview. we got Chris in Riverview. He's got a question. Good morning. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. I want more of a question, more of a comment. Sure. In regards, in regards to butterflies and the caterpillars, because I used, used to raise like 23 species of butterflies. Sure. Um, one of the things you had a guest on that was dealing with herb plants, uh, there's a lot of herb plants out there where the butterflies will lay their eggs on. Oh, yeah. Such as parsley, dill, fennel. And so what they need to do is if they put their plants out, you got to watch because them butterflies will find it and lay eggs. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, and some people yeah. may actually... Uh, not mind sharing a little bit of their uh, their plants, of course, with the butterflies. You know, let the you know every everybody has to eat a little bit, right? Oh yeah. And if they want to attract the butterflies, one one of the best plants or two would be the wild lantana. Sure, lantana. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but lantana is a uh, an invasive plant. Oh, it will take off, sure. It will, and it recedes itself. Yeah, and it will take over a yard if you're not careful. Sure. Uh, there, there are quite a few butterfly plants that are out there, uh, you know, and uh, a lot of the butterfly plants, I don't know if you've noticed, uh, if it's a true butterfly uh, plant, Chris, a lot of them will also attract hummingbirds. Yeah, uh, but I haven't seen, I've seen a few hummingbirds once in a while, but I've been having a problem attracting them. Oh, okay. And I want to attract them, but I I can't seem to find the right plant and where to get where to put it. Well, are are you uh, do you actually raise butterflies at all, or do you do you? Well, I used to. You used I to. Lost oh, okay. My legs. Yeah, uh, I had containers. I'd gather the eggs, let them hatch out, or get the caterpillars, put them in little terrarium plastic containers sure and uh let them uh, go into chrysalis and then release them out i'd have like 30 or 40 butterflies to release at one time wow well that, that's kind of fun yeah, and yeah. that's enjoyable watching flitting around sure why not but uh. i just wanted to you know let people know if they're having a herb garden you might expect to get some. <laughs> well, if they're lucky, right? <laughs> yeah. If well, you're lucky, you get some. So, that, uh, hey, I've got, like I say, I've got no problem with that whatsoever. Uh, let the uh, let the butterflies uh, stay. I don't mind that. And of course, if you even if you get a little bit of damage from the caterpillar on your plant, uh, a little bit of damage is okay. It's when they it's when they <laughs> really get going on some of your plants. Uh, that that to yeah. me uh, uh, is well, a problem. I heard you on the radio with one of the other talk show hosts. You were talking about the yellow dog, and I know. What oh, the orange dog, the orange dog caterpillar. Sure. Yeah, and it looks like a bird dropping, but if you disturb it, what happens is it secretes an aroma, and it smells like you stepped in a pile of dog manure. 
Yes, there's the the orange dog caterpillar, which uh, kind of looks like a bird dropping, uh, like a wet, like a fresh bird dropping that you might see on a citrus tree. And the yeah. the little caterpillar, uh, as a defensive characteristic, has uh, two what we call horns that are that are hidden inside the head. But when you disturb the caterpillar, it it, it these uh, horns. Uh, it's more of an appendage, uh, comes out of the head, and it has a very, very foul smell to it, and that's its defensive mechanism uh, to ward off other, you know, something probably trying to eat this particular caterpillar. And uh, it's kind of interesting, and I show, I show my technicians that every time I find one uh, because it's kind of interesting to, to, to watch it, uh, you know, try to protect itself. Yeah, and I, I've raised them too. Sure, but- sure. I'll let you get, uh, I'll get off the line, let you get on with some other calls. No problem, Chris. I appreciate the call. Thank you. You're welcome. You bet. All right. Bye-bye now. Uh, Let's see. I've got Alex. Alex in Lakeland. Hey, Alex. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, you bet. I'm calling about my pepper plants. Uh, Okay. I've been farming them for a couple years now, and, you know, I don't know really when because I know that they can last. I I have them all in containers. All right. And... I'm just wanted to know, like, when do I get rid of them? Because I'm always holding on to them thinking, man, they're going to reproduce and I'm going to clip them back at the right time of year and they're going to come back and they're going to produce again for me. And I'm just having a hard time kind of getting rid of the ones that, you know, really need to go. And I'm trying to establish a a point where I can say, okay, now this one needs to go back into the compost bin and and, uh, restart a new one. No, no problem. You know, uh, peppers, and, and I grow a lot of peppers. In fact, I've got a, a buddy of mine that <laughs> I think he, he 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 grows too many peppers. Let's put it that way. He grows too many. So he always has extra, and he's always giving them to me, especially these darn ghost peppers, which I, I can't even touch those things anymore. They're, they're, they're too darn hot. Looking at them, I, I my hands get uh, tingly. So uh, peppers will grow here generally throughout the summertime. So if you're planting, you, you first plant out your peppers in February, and I think the last time that you really need to have your peppers around uh, is probably November. So okay. if you want to pull them up and throw them into the to the bin, depending on what our temperatures are, but, uh, you know, for, for everybody else listening, uh, probably December and January are the two months that you could probably. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, recycle uh, your old pepper plants and start some new ones. And what would you suggest to get a, a really bountiful harvest? Do you have any just tips of the trade that... Uh you know, a good time to really, you know, either give it a... Well, are you looking for certain varieties of peppers, or you did you want to know exactly, uh, you know, for me... Uh, I do I do two things for peppers. I, I'm using my 81010 fertilizer, and I'm using that once a month, okay? Okay. And, that's, and I apply that at 3 to 4 pounds per, per 100 square feet. 3 to 4 okay. pounds per 100 square feet. So you can extrapolate from that. But I'm also treating 
my individual plants with either a miracle Grow or a Peter's fertilizer, like a 15-15-15 or 20-20-20 liquid type fertilizer mixed at half strength. So if it calls for a scoop a gallon, uh, what you do is you put a half a scoop in a gallon. And then uh, every other time you water or at least once every other week, uh, or uh, once a week, I should say, uh, spraying all the foliage, as long as your peppers aren't dried out, spraying all the foliage with your uh, with that mixture, and what a difference it makes. I mean, it's a huge difference. Wow, wonderful! Okay. Well, so, I thank you so much. Yeah, I really you need, you you need to you need uh, anybody growing vegetables here. If you're growing a vegetable crop and you aren't applying the liquid fertilizer, uh, you know, like a, a Peter's or a miracle Grow, and there's others uh, as well. Uh, those are just the two that I use regularly. Uh, at half strength, and spraying the foliage of those plants, uh, you're missing the boat. I mean, you're, you're, you, you will double increase your yield uh, by using a liquid fertilizer. And if you have any extra, uh, you can actually pour that around your plants as well. Uh, to, to you know to water your plants in, but very okay. very effective uh, to to make your plants really produce. Spray that in the morning or in the evening. I or? prefer in the morning after you have watered your plants the night before. Okay. Yes. Beautiful. All right. Thank you so much. I okay. really appreciate it. Oh, Love you're yourself. welcome, Alex. I appreciate the call. Thanks. All right. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye now. Uh, yeah, great uh, opportunity for you. I mean, if you're if you're just getting going with gardening. Uh, by applying these products uh, when they should be applied, uh, especially these fertilizers. You know, fertilizer is the key key to any vegetable growth. You got to remember, our vegetable crops are are, are anywhere from a, a sixty to one hundred and twenty day lifespan. You know, that that's basically what we grow our vegetables with uh, or for. And during that time, they have one purpose, and that purpose is to produce a, a flower and then, of course, a fruit uh, for, or a vegetable for, for the garden. During that time, they have to have the nutrients that are necessary to make that happen. And that's up to you to apply those products and to apply the water so that those uh, plants will not dry out and that they are continually having a... Uh, uh, a bounty of fertilizer available to them uh, to continue that process. So it's just so important to keep your your plants uh, properly fertilized. Uh, probably, and I you probably none of us put enough down to to really uh, uh, appreciate how how well fertilizer can work for you. I, I'm not saying to over apply. Okay, I don't want you over applying products, but I'll tell you, I think most of us under apply what we use. All right, I got to take a quick break. Of course, you are listening to Florida Gardening. And my number here again, Hillsborough County, 990-9352. If you're over in Pinellas County, punch up 461-9352. And, of course, our toll-free line, 1-800-969-9352. I would love to uh, hear from you uh, this morning. Hey, right now, okay, I told you I was going to talk about some uh, you're getting your vegetable plants put out. By now, you should already have your beans in the ground, your broccoli in the ground, celery and collard greens. They, they should already be in the ground. You should have your plants up, grown from seed, and you should be starting to put them into the ground. Even corn. You know, a lot of people don't think about corn. I, I, I know some people will go to the old big box stores and you, you'll buy the, you know, usually there's like an eight pack of corn and they'll plant those out. But you, you can grow your own corn from seed and save yourself some money. But uh, cucumbers, 
eggplant. Your onion sets are coming. There, there are certain varieties that are available right now. They're in stores right now uh, that you can put in. Uh, peppers. Uh, we just had a call uh, about uh, putting in peppers from Alex. Uh, put some peppers in now. Even squash and your tomatoes. Yes. Uh, get rid of those old tomatoes that aren't producing for you. If, if you really loved your tomato plants that you were growing and you just can't bear the thought of pulling those tomato plants up, cut off the top of your tomato plants where it looks the best. Cut off just the tops. Take four or five off. Maybe about six, eight inches long. And just stick them in the ground next to your existing plants or maybe a, maybe a foot over from your existing plant. They'll grow. Then pull your other ones up. Okay, once they'll start growing, then pull your old ones out. I'll tell you, the new plants will produce much better looking tomatoes and they'll be much more vibrant and they will, they're just going to do much better for you. Just, just if you really love those tomatoes that you have, just again, all you have to do is take a clipping Maybe, uh, I would say, six to eight inch clipping off the top of the good stems. You want the tops. And then just stick those, just push them all the way down in the soil, two-thirds down into the soil, uh, right next to your existing plants, and they'll take off. Just keep them watered. Oh, they'll they'll grow just fine, believe me. So uh, you can grow those tomatoes now. Experiment with additional varieties of tomatoes. There are so many good varieties of tomatoes out there. Uh, uh, totally Tomatoes is uh, one of the catalog growers uh, online. My gosh, they've got so many different varieties of tomatoes. You really need to think about trying some additional uh, cultivars of tomatoes. You're going to, there's some really good ones out there, all right? But everybody has their own tastes. And you've got to enjoy the type that you like. So uh, try a couple different varieties. I probably got about 15 or 20 varieties that I have right now. So uh, it's just what I do. All right. Uh, Nancy in Madeira Beach, I'm going to go right to you. Nancy, good morning. Oh, hi. Uh, hi. That was quick. Yes. Uh, I'm the one with the weed problem with my jasmine. Oh, okay. I got the fuselage, and obviously I don't have a lot of grassy weeds. Okay. Um, I think my most of the weeds are the broadleaf ones. Well, the broadleaves are that that that's something you're going to have to pull up. Oh, that's what I thought. Yeah, see what happens, uh, Nancy. And I've had boy, I've had about four or five emails uh, of people trying to uh, take care of uh, different types of weed uh, weeds, and they call them you know weeds to them are grassy well, weeds. I didn't and, know what kind I had, and now I'm pretty sure they're they're broadleaf. Well, leaves. if it's a if it's a if it's a weed that looks like a grass, you can kill it. You know, it's a grassy weed. If it's a weed that, you know, has a flower on it, it looks like a dandelion. Well, that's a broadleaf weed. Yeah, okay. and the purslane, I have some of that, even though it doesn't flower, but it looks just like my purslane that flowers. Okay, then then that's a broadleaf weed. Yeah. And there is no control for trying to remove that from, let's say, an ornamental bed or a bed of flowers or a bed of uh, uh, maybe your shrubbery or something around the home. There, there's just no way, okay? You're not, gonna, you're not going to get that. So what I would suggest is maybe there's a, a, a young neighbor that's looking to make a couple of dollars. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, maybe in the older days there were kids doing that, but maybe today this is maybe it's not the best time. But well, I can pull them. It's just like it's I, hard. I know. I pull one, and uh, two days later they're back. Right. Exactly. I know. 
You you have to get after the root. Now, uh, if there are, and I only have about uh, 40 seconds here, uh, if there is space around the jasmine plants or around your plant where you can spray that one individual plant without touching the other plants with a product like Roundup, you can get some control over that. But if it, the worst of the weeds are where the, the jasmine are so plush. Ah, well, don't do it. Don't risk it. Don't risk it. No, I'm not. There you go. But it'll take over eventually, right? The jasmine. The jasmine will eventually take over. Keep giving it fertilizer. If the weeds get too okay. big, you pull them out by hand and let yeah. the jasmine fill in those bare areas. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks. Well, and on all, all was not lost for the fuselage. I, I owned it to my friend who has torpedo grass. Excellent. I got to go. Okay. Bye. <laughs> all right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank bye. you. You're listening to Florida Gardening. And you're listening to Florida Gardening. Hey, right now, I'd like to give you the opportunity. I know there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, some of you are getting some rain, some of you aren't. And, of course, that's one of the problems that we see all the time is that some people aren't getting any of the rain. Well, and that means that their lawns or plants are drying out. Well, when the plants dry out, you need to get a product like Hydratane. And here's your chance to get it for free. Hey, that's the best way to get it right uh that's when we give away a free quartz so you can treat your entire landscape around your home and your turf grass and you don't even with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. They have to pay for it. That's the best That's the best way to do it. So if you would like to try the product, give us a call. Be the ninth caller right now. Ninth caller right now, and you will win a free quart of Hydratane and a Hydratane hat. Free Hydratane, free Hydratane hat, and then you'll apply it and let us know uh, how it worked for you. All you got to do is be the ninth caller right now. If you're the ninth caller, this is going to be yours. It's about a $45 value. Uh, Hillsborough County, our number is 813-990-9352. If you're over in Pinellas County, that's 727-461-9352. And, of course, our toll-free line is 1-800-969-9352. Five, two. The 9352 stays the same. It's either 990 or 461. Again, you've got to be the ninth caller 
right now. Uh, remember, you only apply the hydrotain once every three months. It's all you need to do. Once every three months, but man, it, it, it sure does work. Uh, you're going to see how it works and how well it does work. So uh, please, if you have a, a if you have a comment or a question and you want to stay on hold, you got to let them know as you're calling in right away. Let them know that, uh, and we'll get you on air. So, uh, but you got to be the ninth caller right now. I hope you are the winner. All right, I was talking a little bit about uh, vegetables here just a moment ago, and. One of the things that you should be doing uh, uh, right now is, of course, getting all those plants into the ground. Now, if you haven't started your plants from seed, like I told you to about, oh, probably about six weeks ago, if you haven't started from seed, you should stop by, uh, you know, like Shell's Feed and Garden Supply and pick up some of their starter plants. They've got new ones coming in every week, and you can pick up the starter plants and get those directly out into the garden. Make sure that before you're putting your plants into the garden that you've at least added the fertilizer, uh, like an 81010 fertilizer, and that you've also added a little bit more peat or perlite. Uh, you know, every time, uh, every garden season, I always try to add a little extra to my garden, uh, top dressing it. Uh, I, I always want it to have just that little bit of boost before I put in my new plants. So you really should, and, and I try to do it three to four inches, okay? I try to raise it up every year three to four inches. If you do that each season, you're creating a beautiful bed for your plants to grow in. And that's what it's all about is creating that great bed, that great rich soil that your plants are going to grow and thrive in. Now, you can add things like mushroom compost. You can put in... Uh, all the other ingredients, you know, a lot of people go buy separately. They'll buy the uh, uh, bone meal and the blood meal and uh, uh, all those products, some dolomite or something. They, they want to incorporate all that in. If you buy those materials, uh, just don't throw them up on top. You want to mix those into that soil prior to planting. It's much easier to mix it in prior to planting than after you've already got your plants uh, put into the bed. So make sure that you're working your garden, you're working those beds, and then uh, as I say, if you're not going to plant from seed, head down to uh, places like Shell's and pick yourself up some of these uh, great, great uh, starter plants and get them out there. Uh, and, and, you know, don't forget as well to spray those plants with that 50% uh, mixture of uh, either Peter's miracle Grow or uh, another product like that at least every 10 days, at least every 10 days. And what, what a difference it's going to make. All right, Andy in Clearwater, let's go to Andy. Hey, Andy, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Sure, Andy. I have, I have problems with my pentas. Yes, sir. Half of them do great. Half of them are getting very yellow and twiggy looking. Well, you probably have to trim trim some of them back. Okay. I would I would go ahead and trim some of that pentas back. And have you done any fertilization with them? Yeah, I did something. I forgot what the name is that uh, home people recommended. Okay, but and how long ago was that, too, Andy? What's that? How long ago? Oh, about three months ago. Wow, okay, so... Uh, are, are you growing the pentas for, you know, to attract butterflies or just as a foundation plant? No, no, I have like 15 on each side of my walkway leading from the street to the home. Okay. You, you've got to, you've got to get the fertilizer out there a little bit more often, at least every, at least every five to six weeks, light applications, 
uh, will make all the difference in the world to you. Okay. What what type of fertilizer do you recommend? Well, you got something that's flowering, so you're gonna need a flowering fertilizer, an eight ten ten type fertilizer. Eight ten ten. Eight ten ten. And three to four pounds per hundred square feet is is, is average. You know, uh, Andy, I, I see a lot of people because uh, I'm at the grow. I'm at the, the a lot of these garden centers regularly, and I see the yeah. people in line. And they've got their little five pound bag of fertilizer, <laughs> yep. and I and they're gonna go ahead and they're you know they're either gonna fertilize their entire lawn or uh, maybe they're gonna do their lawn and all their plants too. And I'm thinking, my gosh, you know. Uh, just for those people listening, if you're going to fertilize your turf grass and you're using a product like a like let, let's say you're using a 16-4-8 because most people most people recognize those numbers for a lawn type fertilizer or or okay. or a or a 15-0-15 even, you have to use a hundred pounds of that fertilizer a year to get the recommended amount of four pounds of nitrogen per thousand square feet down on your property. You'll have to put a hundred pounds of that down. Wow. Okay, a hundred. Okay, that five-pound bag did not do it. it. Is not going to do it. It need you need to to rethink how you're applying that fertilizer. Do you you understand what I'm saying? It's not the little tiny bit that 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 most people think that they're that they should be using. Uh, a turf grass, and that's just for your turf grass. For an average size, four to five thousand square foot lawn, you need a hundred pounds of fertilizer a year. Okay? okay. Now, now let's talk about your ornamental plants around the house. You're talking another anywhere, depending on the amount of plants around the foundation, thirty-five to seventy pounds of ornamental type fertilizer. On top of that, so you know most landscapes are severely undernourished. Okay, severely. Uh, those 10-pound bags, the, the little special bag, no, that is not what you're looking for. You really need to up your game if you want to get the proper amount of fertilizer down on the property. Simple as that. So the Scott's weed and feed I use in the spring, not doing it then? Well, Yes, you can put the Scots weed and feed in the in in the early spring, and then you do it again right before June in the blackout period, and then you do it again in October uh, when the uh, blackout period is over, and then probably again if if the weather is warm enough in November, end of mid mid November. Okay, there, there, you might have four times that you're going to have to do it in order to apply. Uh, the what the recommended amount for like St. Augustine grass is four pounds per thousand square feet. Okay. So it, it's it's a process, and and most people, like I say, severely, not just a little bit, but severely under fertilize their lawns and under fertilize their plants. The, you know, if you take away the top couple inches of, of soil out there, what do you have? Okay. Beachfront property. That's what you've got. Okay, it's sand. There's nothing else there. <laughs> you got to put something down for your plants to grow in. I, I was thinking they were getting too much water. I mean, because the rain everything. Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with the rain, and and as long as the rain is not pooling around your plants or pooling no, in the yard. Uh, in no. in in Florida, most of our rains tend. You know, we get. We can get three, four, five inches at a time. 
and these right. brief sudden downpours. But, you know, usually by mid-afternoon, it's all gone, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. I, I have another pension by my office in an old uh, toilet bowl. And it's there for years, and it keeps on blooming. I never fertilize it, nothing. No, I, I, and, and I, get those, I get those from people, too. Hey, it never does, you know, I never do a thing with it. Or the yeah. neighbor's never done a thing, and their lawn looks the uh, best yeah. lawn in the neighborhood until the neighbor's lawn dies. And they say, well, what happened to it? And they, well, because they never treated it. <laughs> you know, that's. Yeah. One more short question. Please. Sure, go ahead. Roses. When I was a kid in Long Island, my father had a, like a U-shaped trestle. Yes. And he had, he had a million roses on it. Over here, it looks like a one or two on a little one. So it depends. Are, are, are you growing a, a climbing type roses? I don't know. Well, uh, where are you're in Clearwater, Andy? You know, I I've uh, been trying to get Allen, Allen's Creek. Oh, okay. Uh, I've been trying to get uh, a a gentleman uh, right over here in Tampa on the program with me, but he's been so busy. They work on the weekends. They have a uh, uh, they they grow only roses, and I've been trying to get him on the program here uh, for for probably uh, oh maybe two months now. And it's just so, so darn busy. So we're going to be talking yeah. about roses. But uh, there's so many different varieties of roses. But there are climbing-type roses. There's bush-type roses. There's tea-type roses. You know, there's all kinds of different types of roses. you got to make sure, number one, you have the right type of rose for our area. And the expert I want to get in here, because, hey, I, I know a little bit about roses. He knows everything about roses. Yeah. And I want to get them in here to give everybody the, the, the proper information. Now, I've got a couple articles on, on our website right here at 970 WFLA. And if you want to learn a little bit about growing those roses and how to trim them properly and when to trim them and what to fertilize them with, I suggest you you, you download my article and re, or read my article. Just go to the 970WFLA.com and uh, open up uh, the article that, that I've written. You'll, you'll, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. There's probably a couple of them. Okay. That sounds great. All right. I really appreciate taking my call. Oh, no problem, Andy. I appreciate it. I hope you can get those roses growing, and, and I believe if you follow my instructions on the Pentas that you'll get those uh, looking uh, real pretty for you, too. I'm going to do it today. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Take care now, Andy. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I love roses. I really do, and I and I really hope uh, uh, we can we can get the gentleman in to to go over uh, his place and and uh, because so many people love growing roses. I probably got about oh probably ten roses uh, out in front of my shop, and I'm constantly I'm constantly working those roses because oh my gosh, you got to work your roses. Roses are not something uh, that that you can just uh, put in the ground and hope that uh, they're going to do good for you. They're, they're work, I'm telling you. It, they're a lot of work. You've got to, you've got to keep after your roses. So uh, you've, you've got to spray them. You've got to fertilize them. Uh, they're, they're, they're not something that you just put in and uh, you can forget about and you won't have any more problem with. You, you, they're, they're, they are work. Uh, Mike in Tampa. Let's go to Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hey, Mark, good morning. Hi. Um, yes, uh, just along the, li the lines of the fertilizer you were talking about yes, and, um, and vegetables, uh, is there a product or something that we could mix together for fertilizer, fungicide, and pesticide? 
that would kind of knock it out. And could we apply that every 10 days and, and cover all bases to make it just very easy? Well, there are some liquid products that you can use as a supplement to your granular application of fertilizer that okay. will contain a fungicide and an insecticide. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's the uh, Bayer, Bayer makes a product, uh, Bayer's three in one rose care. Uh, so they, they have a, a product that contains a fertilizer, an insecticide, and a fungicide. However, you know, that is, a, again, a liquid product. And when myself as a professional uh, applicator, when I go out to make, to, to make an application, I generally look at each product separately because I'm uh, treating the plant for what ails that particular plant. I mean, it's nice to hit it with all three, but if, if I've got a fungus problem, I'm going to have a specialty fungicide, generally speaking, to take right. care of that fungal problem. But uh, I know that for ease of application, you probably would like to treat one thing that, that covers everything. Uh, and you can do that with those, that Bayer, that's just one product. That's just the, the Bayer Advanced product. You can do okay. that with that. However, as I say, you still should. You should still go out and purchase yourself a granular uh, rose-type fertilizer. They've got specialty fertilizers uh, just for roses that you can use uh, to supplement, again, supplement that uh, liquid application that you're making because you have to put the granule product down. Oh, absolutely. That's definitely the one thing I've taken away from today's uh, Yes. Uh, just fertilize, 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 and I believe we're probably all underusing. I think it's probably fear, fear of taking it into our bodies, you know, with all this um, well, cra- it, craziness, you know. You know, and, and, and that could be. And, of course, you know, I'm, uh, I believe in these best management practices and don't fertilize during the blackout period and things like that. But our plants and our, 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 our trees, they don't know about these things called regulations. They just know right. when they need to eat. Okay, that, that's all. So uh, I try to tell people what plants need versus what people say they need, okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, because I know what a plant wants. A plant wants to do one thing. It wants to grow and flower. And in order for it to do that and produce a, a vegetable, it's got to have nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium and additional uh, minor elements. And it has to have it on a regular basis, and it must be available to the plant. So even though you might put out something, does not mean it's available to the plant if pHs are off and things like that. So I try to be the, that little plant doctor guy that, oh, that helps perfect. that plant grow, okay? So uh, I, I try and to also that. also say I want to say one thing. Thank yes. you so much. You, you are uh, a wealth of knowledge and a great resource for this area. I'm, every Sunday I'm up at 7 o'clock taking notes so i really appreciate it well i appreciate that thank you uh it's it's it's, it's nice it's nice to hear people are, are actually getting up when i do uh, <laughs> that i'm not coming here just to talk all by myself <laughs> well probably more than you know yeah. probably more than you know they just probably you know i thought that i would never get in but i've gotten in twice in this in as many weeks so well wonderful Best time to get in first thing in the morning, especially on a rainy day like today where people are just, oh, I'm just going to stay in bed. There's no sun coming in my window, so I might as well go ahead and just lay here and listen to the rain fall on on my window or something. And uh, I understand that. That's okay. I'll still talk to people. Yep, I'm getting some seed started. There you go. Very good. So, Thanks, Mark. Have a great day. We appreciate it. Oh, you bet, Mike. Thanks. All right. (laughs) Bye-bye. You're listening to Florida Gardening. 
I think that uh, maybe uh, next hour I'm going to go and, and, and give you the technical side probably about fertilization and how you figure out how to apply fertilizer uh, for turf grass uh, because uh, people can't believe that's how much fertilizer you really have to put down in order to get the proper amount of fertilizer on your turf. So I think I, I might share, I might share that with you. I hate going technical, but sometimes uh, that's what you have to do to, to, to get it across that uh, we are uh, really, really under fertilizing uh, our, our, our vegetable gardens and our turf grass and, and everything else. So uh, this week, I'll tell you, Ants have been a very, very bad problem. I started my uh, program out with about ants uh, getting into people's homes because if you've been uh, experiencing a lot of the uh, rain, uh, maybe in your area, and uh, what happens is ants, of course, they'll nest underground a lot of times. And and then uh, because of the rain driving them up out of the ground, they tend to uh, uh, move their colonies. And a lot of times they're moving them into your house. And, of course... Uh, once they do that, uh, you, of course, don't want that. So uh, we get a lot more calls from people uh, that are saying, hey, I got all these ant problems in my house. What the heck's going on? And and uh, we come out there and take a look and you see that, oh, my gosh, you know, you got a whole colony of ants in this wall over here. Uh, you need to treat that wall void. Uh, if you have ants in your home, there's a good product that's out, out on the market. And it's called Delta Methrin. Delta, just remember Delta Dust. Delta Dust. D-E-L-T-A. Uh, like the old airline. Uh, and Delta, it, it comes in a, like a like a, the old ketchup bottles. Uh, it's got the, kind of the skinny uh, top on it that you can uh, uh, push on it and squeeze out the material. Well, this is a dust that actually comes out. And what's really effective in curing some Ant problems inside the home is treating around the receptacle outlets. These are the light switches and, of course, where you plug things in in and around the home. And it's, uh, they nest in the wall and they use the, the studs in the wall as highways. So if you can put a insecticide powder in the wall that uh, will be in the way of these ants spreading throughout the home, then you can eliminate some of these ants from inside, the, inside the, your home. And it's very, very effective. But this Delta dust, uh, you can poof right into the wall void. You're not throwing tons and tons of dust in there. You're just throwing just a little tiny, minute amount into the wall void. And that's just enough for an ant to pick up. And it will definitely say goodbye to the ant colony that's using that area as a nesting site. Sometimes we'll pull these, these switch plates off the wall and the ants will pour out of those things. I mean, you'd be amazed. Uh, uh, how many will come out. Uh, but a couple quick little poofs of dust in there. Uh, goodbye, Ant Colony, and uh, no more problems inside the house. So just a quick uh, tip for you. Hey, you are listening to Florida Gardening. Stay tuned for the news. We're going to go there with John McQuiston. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to Hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.